Hey friend, it's Stephanie Radcliffe, your host of the Stories Begin at Home podcast. As a homeschool mom of five, I know firsthand the overwhelm and informational overload that we can find ourselves in these days. I created this space so we could inhale and exhale together, helping us to relax our methods, standards, and ideals by putting connection over a curriculum. We'll chat all things homeschool, natural learning, gentle and respectful parenting, and gospel-centered motherhood. But don't let any of those terms deter you. We don't judge a book by its cover over here. All are welcome. Let's embrace our unique family stories and grow in confidence as we learn to trust ourselves and our children. So grab your coffee or tea, listen as you do dishes or change another load of laundry. Take a deep breath, grab a pen, figurative or literal, and let's rewrite freedom, joy, and connection in our homes and homeschools. All stories begin somewhere. Let's begin ours at home. Hi friends. Per usual, I am so excited for today's newest episode, but today holds a special place in my heart as our guest is Mickey Richards, and she's not only a homeschool coach, but she's my coach. We talk about what we can do when we're feeling overwhelmed and burned out as homeschool moms. We discuss ways we can experience stress differently when we face resistance from our kiddos or are just plain overstimulated ourselves. We talk about grounding exercises and thought patterns and how we can work with our bodies and change our thinking to help us when our bodies go into that fight, flight, freeze mode, or as Mickey says, when our thoughts are saying, let's get the heck out. I wanted to put a disclaimer on the front end of this chat to say that as a highly sensitive person and someone who knows anxiety and depression well, I want to be clear that Mickey and I never wish to make any of these tips or steps we discuss in a short amount of time sound easy or a quick fix. Mickey even clarifies during the chat that we don't wish to throw positive mantras your way for when anxiety, overwhelm, and burnout hit. Changing our thought patterns and grounding our nervous systems is hard work, and it's not an overnight fix. We often think we need to push aside our hard feelings, but that just reinforces the pathways in our brains that claim that these feelings are bad and need to be squashed. Instead, by having compassion with ourselves and these feelings, we can work with our bodies to find safety and connection, even in the midst of a stress reaction. There are people like Mickey here to help. It's so important to have other people help us on our journeys. Mickey has incredible group and one-on-one coaching that does this exact thing. So be sure to check her out, her sites in the show notes. And I can't help but mention the newest August Gospel Morning Basket. The GMB, as I like to call it, is a subscription, giving you new content each month, spreading the gospel feast with meaningful connections for moms and kids. It's also available separately each month as well. Each collection is complete with handcrafts, recipes, scripture, copywork, hymns and songs, themed science experiments, tangible ways to act out what you're learning, and this month contains regulation activity posters, and more. If you're listening to this episode and August is long gone, no worries. This month's GMB is a great resource no matter what time of year it is. Head on over to the Stories Begin at Home shop to learn more. The link's also in the show notes. In the mom scripture portion, I talk about KJ Ramsey's newest book, The Lord is My Courage. I discuss how God is our consuming fire and longs to meet us in the midst of our overwhelm and anxiety. Ramsey connects scripture in such an enlightened way with neuroscience. God doesn't ask us to respond to our overwhelm, stress, or trauma by just praying more or memorizing scripture or staying positive. He meets us right where we are and hears our points of stress as cries for connection. Just as a campfire invites us to warmth and safety amidst the darkness, Jesus invites us to commune with others, co-regulators, to gather around the campfire of life for a renewed sense of his presence right in the middle of our challenges. The children's portion in the collection talks to them about how God created our feelings and bodies and invites us back to himself as we learn to connect with him in and through the way we feel and as our body seeks safety when we find ourselves deregulated in moments of sadness, boredom, fear, anger, frustration, irritability, and more. 
we can help our bodies get back to safety through worship and regulating activities. Okay, I've talked enough. Let's get over to Mickey Nye's chat. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. in so that we can um, get right to it. I had a lot of um, moms really excited about this talk and um, I was really laughing because it's very timely this week for me personally. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have your coaching session. I might say that every week, but <laughs> but really, really this week. <laughs> so um so first of all, tell us about yourself and um, where you live, your kiddos, their ages, and what made you start homeschooling? I always love that question. Yeah, um, I'm Mickey, and I homeschool my four boys. That's my I'm homeschooling my boys because I've got all boys, and we live in. We used to be up near Seattle, and now we're in Central Oregon. Loving it. We actually have sunshine here. We- <laughs> They have AC in our house. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's not humid here like you have, but it's it's like in the 90s today. So it's oh it's wow, hot. Um, it's very dry though, which is also nice. But yeah. we're hot. Um, we started homeschooling. I always say I'm a reluctant homeschooler because this <laughs> is not at all the plan. Um, I was a music teacher before and just thought that was the right good route to send your kids to school and it wasn't until well first I started working in a hybrid school and that kind of started making me like see oh you guys homeschool and have your kids at school this is interesting and like oh you're not all weird (laughs) (laughs) you know and then I my son was undiagnosed Oh, oh my goodness, Ola, you're on here. Um, <laughs> then was und- she's in Poland. It's the mouth. Awesome. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Go back to bed, girl. <laughs> um, anyways, my son was undiagnosed with all the letters he has now, but we began to like think there are neurotypical, neurodivergent things going on here. And our experience was really, really hard. And I kept send, trying to send him to preschool like we did the like two and a half year old preschool, three year old preschool, four year old preschool and all very, very part time. Um, and it was all really, really, really hard. It was all on IEPs to get support. Um, and it got to a really, really hard part point um, where he was struggling um, to to show up. I mean, he was telling us with all the skills he had that he couldn't do it he was running away in the in the parking lot hiding in trees he was making himself throw up it wasn't just like right before and right after either it was like all the time surrounding us having him go and it was only part-time also just to know it full-time um this was like um uh, four half days a week where he would go which didn't usually end up even being the case because I couldn't physically get him there most yeah. of the time. It was, just, it was really, really severe responses and like he was distressed. And I still kind of deal with some guilt around like pushing through that because I, mm-hmm. I thought it was the best. Like I thought his teachers were amazing. His support team was amazing. Yeah. But it, it, he was doing everything he could just do to tell us this is not right for me. 
Um, and so at the same time, I also began to find groups on Instagram, like wild and free that I mm -hmm. fell in love with and was like, Oh my gosh, these are, well, <laughs> oh, yes. no, homeschooler. <laughs> yes. and, <laughs> so I like simultaneously started trying to homeschool him, which is just so like I was sending him to school, which he was extremely <laughs> reactive and over responsive. And I was trying to homeschool him, <laughs> but it was all play-based is what I was telling myself. Yeah. You know, this is play-based, <laughs> but like, it's all highly controlled, you know? Yeah. And then eventually at the end of, well, halfway through that year, I realized I'm going to push through because I still had it in my mind that pushing through was the right thing. Yeah. Um, I wish I hadn't, but I just, I was doing my best and yeah. I knew I was going to homeschool and yeah. we haven't looked back. Um, we, we still say one year at a time, one kid at a time, but yeah, we're, we're all in right now. We're so. all in. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I love it. Um, well, thank you for sharing your story. I feel like that's <laughs> super helpful to like, yeah. hear where you started and where you're at now. Um, and so before I had learned about your de-schooling group back in December when we first connected, I, and when I found you on Instagram, I was really just attracted to your feed because you're just so authentic. Um, and yes, I'm glancing at notes so that I don't lose track and just <laughs> well, start babbling. Really good questions. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I'm just like how authentic you are with your everyday life and how real you show up. Um, and obviously you've been such an encouragement, um, to me and for those who don't know, um, Mickey, I hired Mickey back in January to be my actual personal homeschool coach. And she's been a, such a blessing to me and my family. So thank you. Um, but go ahead and talk to us. Um, cause I know one of, this is your, one of your biggest things you talk about is overwhelmed moms. Um, so talk to us about overwhelm and how you encourage moms that you work with and talk to, um, and how we can experience our children's behavior differently. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could talk about this too, but <laughs> like, and, and genuinely probably everyone, I don't meet homeschool moms who don't feel some level of this. So I'm excited to talk about it, but I'll just share it through the lens of my experience. I... Once we decided to start homeschooling, it was, it's hard because looking back, it wasn't harder than it had already been. It was just more time <laughs> where I was realizing how hard it was. <laughs> and, um, all of the like false points of pride where I was like, well, if I just did this, if I just did this, if we just did this better, then it would, everything would be not so overwhelming and terrible. And yeah. it was all not true. It didn't yeah. all rest on me being perfect. Um, and for me and a lot of moms, the way we, the way I like to kind of put, I put it into kind of two categories of how we feel the, the overwhelm and overstimulation, which I think are two different things, Yeah. but they, they kind of come hand in hand often, but we feel it in our body and then we think it in our thoughts and these two yeah. things we can kind of approach differently. And so that's, how I worked on it in myself and how I tend to help others is, you know, in your body, when your kids are screaming at you <laughs> or maybe your kids aren't screaming mm -hmm. like, 
sometimes. <laughs> but they're just, they're sassy. They don't want to do it. They're telling yeah. you their opinion. They feel uncomfortable. Whatever it is, they're pushing back. And your body, my body, physically hurts often when this yeah. happens. I yeah. feel physically, um, I tense up. I'm like trying to hold it together, like do the right thing, Mickey, you know. <laughs> I, in my mind, I get like, I call it buzzy, but it's just like my thoughts start swirling. I can't think very clearly. Mm -hmm. It's a very physical nervous system response. And so yeah. the way that I help people approach that is typically through specific like grounding exercises, through coming back into your body. Because what's really happening there is your mind is trying to get the heck out of this yeah. uncomfortable experience. It's like, get me away. <laughs> and, and what's tricky about it is there's a level with your body that you have, um, you have some control over. You can try and prevent some of this physical feeling. And some of it, we have to be reactive where we are just working on calming our nervous system in the moment. And some of it, I just believe is like only spiritual transformation can help it because it's like a trauma response. My puppy's going to try and join me. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's just like all of your childhood stuff is stuck in your body. And so when your kids are like, maybe their mine would hit me, you know, like he'd be yeah. like headbutting me or hitting me and my body would be remembering it. And it's this whole other complicated layer. Um, but so grounding exercises can really help. But I, I find where the most power that I can give women is through supporting them in figuring out the root thoughts that they're having. Yeah. I think it paused. So a lot of times, um, sometimes the thoughts we're having in the moment are somewhat negative and sometimes they're positive. And so it helps to have a person work through this with you, but it could be like, I shared this example with you the other day. Like, I don't really care about my laundry being out, but if yeah. someone comes into my room and my laundry's out, I feel very embarrassed. And <laughs> I think thoughts like, why the heck can you not get it together, Mickey? Put your laundry away. You're an adult, you know? But like, I truly am like, it's clean. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll just pull it out of a pile. Um, but other thoughts that are that I've identified in myself that are positive, um, that I took from others were things like, Mickey, you're so wise. You're, or you're so strong. And those are positive, but they sometimes play out in negative ways. And so, like, for yeah. me, those statements were really encouraging. But when my kid is not doing the thing that I really mm -hmm. want to do, and I'm like, I am wise. <laughs> I have taken the wisdom from these other professional experts. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why does it not work in this way? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I know the answer is like, because I can't control them. <laughs> but yes. But it still feels horrible. And the, then, you know, and what does that mean about me? If I'm wise, it doesn't work. The, the trick is it either means I'm a fraud <laughs> and I'm not wise and I have no idea. <laughs> or, you know, so then it becomes this like self-sabotaging thing where I spiral mm -hmm. inwards and I'm experiencing their emotional response in a way that says something about me 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just about them. Or, yeah. or I hear them flipping their lid, doing their thing. And I think, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Why do you not get it together? I am doing the best I can. Yeah. You show up and bring your best. And it becomes this, either you're attacking yourself or you're attacking them essentially. And it yeah. all comes from like a very positive, you're wise, you're so strong thought, you know? Um, but when we, we can begin to experiment with them by addressing both your physical and your thought processes. So coming back into your body by grounding yeah. your, having compassion on yourself because gosh, it is hard to have a bunch of little kids yell at you and ignore you <laughs> and do all these things and throw things at you, you know, like, oh my gosh, yes, it is hard. And yes, there are things you can do to try and be a better parent, but yeah, it doesn't always result in compliance. Right. It doesn't matter what parenting style you have. You can't force compliance. Like you just right. can't. <laughs> um, so you can, you can choose compassion on yourself and then choosing what's the new thought I'm going to have. If it's, if, if thinking I'm wise <laughs> isn't helping the moment and it's coming out in this negative feeling and response and actions of myself, then what is the truth? So, so exchange yeah. that and training my own brain to be like, he's having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, and if I think, wow, he's having a really hard day, I respond to com in compassion towards him. And I, it, I don't make it about myself. I don't make right. it about black. I just think, gosh, this, I have empathy, you know? Yeah. So it, it takes, it can take a friend or a coach or someone to help you through that, but it is possible. And it was, I remember it being mind blowing to me to realize my overstimulated, overwhelmed state, I had some choice in it. Yeah. And some of it is like legitimate hard circumstances. Yeah. But I do have like a choice to decide to hold on to my peace. Yeah. More than I do. Yeah. Wait, your kids yell at you too. Yeah, they yell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah, both of us. You are, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's crazy how, I mean, you hear it all the time. It's almost cliche, like the power yeah. of your thoughts, but it's just so true. Yeah. And how that then like but, dumb no effect. Rah, rah, cheerleader, encourage yourself. Right. It, it's, but it's just like, it really does play out in the systematic way. Right, right. And I think too, like you said, like not like beating ourselves up over it because that's like the opposite. It's like yeah. being compassionate with in order to get the thoughts where we want them to go. So, yeah. Um, so what are your <laughs> top tips for okay. when we do feel that buzzing get me out of here overstimulation yes yeah I think there are kind of three three ways I tend to approach this for myself and one is to try and prevent it it's like to try and put the breakable things away so that your toddler yeah. doesn't get over you know but to do it for yourself where it's like 
I'm not going to set my schedule up so that I know I won't have time to eat or think or sit or drink my coffee. And then we're all exhausted and we have five errands to run. Yeah. Like, I try to prevent it because I've done that before because I am all about efficiency <laughs> and it doesn't work well with children. <laughs> they are the least efficient people <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know? So try. Like, prevent, try and set yourself up for success. But when you get there, because it will happen despite your best, like, attempts, um, I, ha I practice daily and multiple times a day grounding myself. And so this looks like sometimes there, there are many, you can just Google grounding techniques, honestly, but there are many really um, helpful and practical ways to just simply, like, look outside and what do you see? I see a tree. It's <laughs> leaves are moving. I see the sun. I can feel the AC blowing on me. Go through your senses. What do you feel yeah. when you taste in your mouth? Like my mouth is kind of dry because I've been talking to you. Um, my shoulders are tense. Like go through all of your senses and it helps to do two things. It helps to connect you to reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not Reality is not just the child that's screaming and having yeah. a tantrum and the 20 ways your mind is being pulled and the, the giant to-do list, to list you have. Those yeah. are all parts, but reality is bigger than that. Yeah. And so we get to expand our mind a little bit in grounding and to just still the swirling thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, it helps. It really does. And there's lots of different ways you can do that. Sometimes I can't even think straight enough to go through my senses and I just stare out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if yeah. I could stop and like unplug the loud noises I'm hearing. Yeah. Like, you know, mentally, and then just stare out for 20 seconds. It really yeah. doesn't take long. And I just, I'm not trying to solve problems in my mind. I'm just looking. Then yeah. I can come back. And a lot of us moms and women are highly empathetic. Yeah. And the third thing is setting specific boundaries. And this can get really practical and it can also be really like an internal thing mm -hmm. because I often, so often feel my kids um, tantrums is essentially what a lot yeah. of it is. Um, even the big kids, it's their resistance, their feelings. I take it on myself. Yeah. And so my overstimulation often is their overstimulation. Yes. And I, so a phrase I tell myself, and this is a, a form of a kind of boundary you can create for yourself. I say internally, I don't say them or anyone else. I say, that's not mine. Yeah. And that sounds really like cold or something, yeah. but it's my way of reminding myself, those are his feelings. Yeah. Like, and going back to what I talked about in the last question, like, this is hard. He's having a hard time. Yeah. That is his. Yeah. I can be here and be okay. That's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those feelings aren't mine. I can have my own feelings and they could be like, gosh, I'm overwhelmed by the sound you're making or something. Yeah. But his feelings about not wanting to do the thing isn't mine. They aren't mine. Yeah. So, and there's many more practical 
um, ways to do boundaries. But that's just one quick w example of disconnecting from that overstimulation and choosing to to not let it overtake you. Because it's so easy to, but yeah. you have a choice a lot of times. Yeah, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, it is, and of course, it's easier said than done. Um, but I think too, like, and this is not like foolproof here. This isn't every time, but I find a lot of the time that when I am able to do that and disconnect, not disconnect from them, but yeah. like disconnect from taking it on, um, like you said, I can sense them sensing me as a safe person. And I like, it might not make their feelings stop or the tantrum stop. But I do feel like I can tell a little bit like they can tell I they're not swaying me and they feel safe because of that. And then it just it helps all of it move a little faster. Yes. Um, if that makes sense for everybody. Yeah. Um, whereas That's when I can feel myself safe. getting swept up, they pick up on that and then it goes longer and worse. Yeah. yeah. No, because I... I said this to you recently. I think that they are looking for a boundary. Yeah. They're not looking for you to be like a punishing enforcer and like push them back. They're looking right. for, I like to think of it as like a soft landing place. How yes. can you, and you just like cushion them, but you're not extracting all of their feelings out of them. That's up right. to figure out how to handle. And you can help teach them skills to do that, but you can be okay. Like no right. one's of my feelings yeah my feelings are actually up to me yeah. they're on you or anyone else right I decide what I make of things right and it, it's it's complicated but it, it it's a it's a great way to kind of conceptualize that meeting place of all the various parenting styles we hear yeah you can still hold a boundary and be gentle and respectful and yeah. collaborative like you can absolutely yeah it's an experiment but you can <laughs> yeah yeah it is lots of experiments <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. okay I um I loved this post the other day that you did and rem I forget if it was a reel or a post but I loved it so much you talked about um that the very things we think as homeschool moms that are keeping us from the curriculum mm -hmm. are actually the curriculum. I love that. I get goosebumps. Um, mm -hmm. Can you explain what you mean by this? Yeah. Um, and how learning to cope with our overwhelm is a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean by that is from my own experience, my child who, you know, has since been diagnosed with ADHD, autism, anxiety they they genuinely keep adding letters and I'm like at this point we don't need more letters like <laughs> stop stop you know um you know other possible things but um I kept trying to do the best things I knew to academically support him yeah That's not the support he needed my other kids, yeah. it's so fun to academically support them. Um, but that child, he, um, he couldn't control his impulses. He, and it wasn't really a choice. He couldn't um, c contain his body. He needed five plus hours outside playing in trees every day. 
he couldn't and and I kept thinking like but we need to do a morning time this is gonna <laughs> connect our family <laughs> this is the foundation for our day <laughs> you know like ah, we can't start with all this other disconnected stuff <laughs> it was my mind but for him he really taught me he didn't need me to teach him to read and write and do math at that time and honestly since he's been the biggest like I mean I can now teach him some things and we're, we like work through stuff but at the time as a kindergartner it was just like oh my gosh this is why unschooling was invented because <laughs> he, he refused to let me teach him phonics and he proved yeah. to me in that year he could teach himself how to read. And I think he actually has a photographic memory now. Like he can, he just like would take pictures and like he reads incredibly well. It's really shocking. It's not everyone's story, but um, when we are pushing and pushing and pushing this thing that is good, academics are not bad, they're good. Yeah. But it is, it, it can't come before the social and emotional development of your child. Yeah. If your child is overwhelmed and overstimulated, they cannot take in that information. They yeah. might, they might comply eventually, depending on you know, depending on the child and the reward they're getting for that or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what they're probably what my son would have been learning in that moment of, please do handwriting without tears. This is the best handwriting curriculum. It is so gentle. You know, that's my pleas to him. Yeah. What he would have been learning is to obey me, which isn't bad. I want him to do that. I do. But it's not handwriting that he would have been learning. Yeah. It is, I have to be overstimulated and do this to obey my mom. I want him to learn to obey me because he also respects and honors me because we have a relationship that's collaborative, not just yeah. because I demand he learn to handwrite well. Like, right. <laughs> honestly, I know plenty of adults who can't write very well, <laughs> but yeah. like, <laughs> you know, but for us, it took me giving up my um, perceived sense of control to accept, okay, we just need to be together right now. Yeah. We we can't even like make it through a meal without <laughs> hurting someone like like let's just and i'm laughing because i resonate i'm not laughing because it's like no but i mean it's hilarious and yeah. like we need to like i was so overwhelmed and overstimulated because he was he would like have full on now i see it was like um he was just like losing his really like a disobedience tantrum issue it was overstimulated and yeah. overwhelmed but he a sensory meltdown for yeah. like three plus hours a day oh. like it was so long yeah. and so we can't we couldn't go out to a store without him like yeah getting naked and running through the parking lot like <laughs> we yeah. need to work on that yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah the there was so much else that we needed that wasn't academic and I had to finally decide there is time yeah you know we have time um yeah. and honestly it doesn't matter how old your kid is there's there's time because those other like emotional and nervous system regulation skills 
are so much more foundational to everything else. Yeah. So much more. If you can't, I mean, he would pick up a pencil and like stab someone and then feel horrible because he didn't mean to. It's like, right, right. It just happened. It's like safety yeah. comes first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing in the comments, um, neurodivergent homeschooling requires a whole different curriculum. Absolutely. Yeah. And I am still newly in those waters. Um, and it's so easy how um, you you forget or how... <laughs> Uh, how quickly I forget yesterday we had a really hard day and then today we were out at the pool with a friend all day and we come home um, and we're eating a snack and I pulled out a word ladder book just to see like let's just see if they're like interested while we eat let's just why not night and day from yesterday and today like totally fine with it no not a problem ding ding outside in the sunshine totally getting all the stimulus that the child needed for like four hours today no wonder no wonder and so it's just so easy for me to forget that yeah yeah that was the key difference there from yesterday to today like you said not doing morning basket first if that's <laughs> not getting the sensory input they need <laughs> yeah 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 so just continuing to remind ourselves um yeah that's okay to be on a different pace it's okay to um for each day to look different and if one day nothing happens it's okay because another day will make up for it yeah it just will so yeah um i love Hello, that. vanessa <laughs> <laughs> hi guys thanks so much for watching okay so we are on our last question um so I kind of already said this for those of you, if you weren't here before, I just um, wanted to tell you, um, as we wrap up here with Mickey, um, Mickey is a homeschool coach. She helps um, overwhelmed moms with resistant kiddos. Um, and she is actually my personal homeschool coach. And I cannot say enough about how she's personally um, helped me, continues to help me. And um, just the wisdom she has to offer and um, how unique uh, not unique, sorry, how specific you can get in your classes or your courses with her or your coaching sessions with her. So if you are needing that, needing that extra support, definitely check out Mickey, check out her services and what she offers um, because she's an awesome resource. Um, and then just anything else you would want to finish off with? Um, what's your biggest encouragement to families just starting to homeschool? Um, or as we, you know, many of us are starting new school year soon, just any encouragement you have as we, um, start up again. Yeah. I just want to give like 20 encouragements. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so my first encouragement that is hard to accept when you're first getting started, I think is truly, truly, truly take it one step at a time and view it as an experiment. Yeah. Um, is there's no what makes homeschooling hard and honestly most choices in life hard is that there isn't a specific 100% right way to do each thing you're embarking on yeah and so there's not a perfect curriculum you're about to choose there's not one that's going to work 100% well for your entire family like it's going to be one step at a time and yeah. if if 
it doesn't work for you or your kids, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It's just information you're getting. And so doing it yeah. as an experiment depersonalizes it a little bit, which helps because it doesn't mean you failed. Yeah. It's just, it's just your learning as you go. Yeah. Um, um, think- I'm going to interrupt you and just say hi to my mom because I see that she just joined us. <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> oh, I love that people are saying where they're at. Everyone I know. Live. Uh, Portland. I said I'm in Central Oregon. I'm in Bend, Oregon. So I'm in the middle. Okay. Um, what is the other thing I really wanted people to know? Um, the biggest, I think one of the biggest gifts you can give your kids is showing them what a healthy adult looks like. Mm. And that starts by improving yourself, like working on yourself, doing things you love. enjoying your homeschool being okay with their meltdowns and Mm -hmm. learn how to handle their the overstimulation of it all because truly what you're wanting for them in this moment but even more importantly you want that for them long term like and if we can't do it that's where we need to start um and i can't do it half the time so it's it's a constant I'm truly like we, we, you also reframe like your expectations. Like it's okay. Yeah. You can't handle it, but it's just, I want my kids to be okay with doing things. They don't love all the time yeah. and to love what they do a lot of the time, right? <laughs> to do what they love a lot of the time. Yeah. And, but if I don't love this, why am I doing it? You yeah. know? So I think, make space for yourself and it truly is a gift it it really not selfish at all it's hard work yes absolutely it's so easy for us to think it's selfish but it just circles back and benefits everybody it does Uh, yeah yeah very cool I love that well thank you so (laughs) much for joining me tonight it was so good to chat as always thanks everybody for watching And um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Good night. Bye.